Hello everybody, welcome back to my podcast. Today we'll be talking about some insanely intense football games, as well as a little bit of insight. Growing up in London, football always found a way to be talked about, whether it was math class or lunch. And while I lived in London, I was fortunate enough to have parents that bought shared season tickets with a group of people for Arsenal FC. And I love Arsenal. And although Arsenal aren't as good as they once were, games um, were and are always electric now that fans are able to go back to the stadiums after a harsh absence during COVID. The combination of shouting fans and exciting goals with stadium hot dogs and consistently watery hot chocolate really couldn't be beat. And there's seriously amazing teams in the Premier League and players and managers of teams, and that always adds to the crazy culture. Um, Starting with games, you know, I may have a bit of a bias, but one of my favorite games was Arsenal versus Hull City in the FA Cup final. Premier League for the first time, top division for the first time six years ago. And, of course, that seesawing semi-final against Sheffield United five weeks ago. We're off at Wembley. I was actually in attendance at Wembley Stadium. The stadium, um, like usual, is split in half. One side with one team and one side with the other. In my case, our seats were in a sea of red for Arsenal, and on the other side there was a sea of orange for Hull City. We had flags at our seats, and we waved them in support of the beloved Gunners that we were hoping would win. During the game, I wasn't actually sitting next to my dad, um, and it started out horribly, the game did. I remember looking at my dad, very unfortunate facial expressions to each other, and we were not looking too happy. And Arsenal let in two goals early on, and man, the fans really started to get worried. And in miraculous fashion, Arsenal actually scored a goal and scored two goals, and by the end of full time they they were tied but you can't have a tie in the FA Cup final so went to extra time and and what do you know Aaron Ramsey who was a great player at the time has gone on to do great things he scored the game winning goal and I'll never forget that game crowd went berserk Wilshere here's Giroud oh brilliantly taken absolutely brilliantly taken by Aaron Ramsey he's got one right Arsenal finally lead deep into extra time. I couldn't even contain myself, and it again so vivid. Um, I can just feel it going absolutely nuts and seeing my dad and looking at him down a couple aisles and just feeling so happy that Arsenal had won the FA Cup because they hadn't won the Premier League in a while and they really needed to win there. It was a big deal. Saying the same thing, it doesn't matter. Arsene Wenger's nine-year wait is over. Arsenal's nine-year wait is over. Another magical moment was Manchester City winning the Premier League. Some consider it the best Premier League game of all time. And when I say Manchester City winning the Premier League, that could be a lot of games. Um, But they had a game against QPR, and they lose the game, 
and Man United, with a win against Sunderland, won the Premier League. If they win, however, they win the Premier League because they, if Manchester United won, they would have had the same amount of points. But Man City has a higher goal differential, so they would have won the league. The simple facts were that the host needed to match Manchester United's result at Sunderland to claim that elusive title. However, in Queen's Park Rangers, they faced a team that was looking to save itself from relegation. The best home record in the Premier League going head-to-head -head with the worst away record. Logic suggested a comfortable day for City. Instead, what followed was one of the most amazing, intriguing and gripping ends to a season ever seen in England or anywhere else, for that matter. Um, QPR was extremely defensive the whole game because on their side they had to draw or win or they'd be relegated down um, from the Premier League into the championship and, and Man City really could not find a way to pe penetrate QPR's defense until, until they finally scored a goal right before half and the fans really did go again bonkers it's a great environment and any goal no matter if they're winning the Premier League or just a normal game they went nuts and unfortunately though QPR came out of the half, scored a goal extremely quickly, made it one to one, and they were the fans were just gutted. It was home in Man City, they were gutted. And they scored again and again the fans were just gut wrenched. And the great thing about football is after a full ninety minutes you have extra time based on if a team is wasting time from flopping or that sort of thing. And either way though, it was two to one QPR it seemed like they had been able to win the game, and again, this wasn't Man City's year, and they might end up losing. But with the clock ticking down, they managed to, to make a comeback. There were six minutes of extra time added on to the clock, and it gave the fans some hope. I mean, they're still down two. They needed to win, and honestly, you blink, and you miss the two goals that happened in a span of two minutes. This is why you love the game. Absolutely phenomenal. And there are two minutes to play. Manchester United's game is over. So is Bolton's game at Stoke. QPR are safe, they don't know it yet. Balotelli. Aguero! I mean, it sent them in an absolute frenzy. They, the, it will always go down as one of the best games ever. And I was, I thought it was a great game too. And even if you're not a Man City fan, I mean, if you're a Man United fan, you're obviously not going to like that moment. But you have to respect how crazy that moment was. And and personally, I was privileged to have been able to go to many Premier League games. But fans all around the UK, they always fill up every seat at games if, if they're allowed, you know. You rarely see a crowd that isn't sold out. No matter if the team is bad, everyone comes out to support their team. And no matter the league either, like bad teams in good teams in low leagues, bad teams in low leagues, they'll have their fans. They might not have a huge giant stadium, but they'll have fans in a small stadium and it's based on economy if they're doing well and they start getting better they gain more fans they'll probably afford to build a new stadium or move and they'll still sell out that stadium for sure and home games are absolutely crazy because 
home and away teams are split up um, due to some problems. You know, fans will fight. Um, it has to do with a series of things. But there's a tiny sliver always for the away teams. It's extremely hard to get tickets for the away team unless you are a fan of the away team but disguised as a fan for the home team. But you can't cheer for your team because if you do, you're going to probably get kicked out because you're not supposed to be an away fan. Um, but in order to get away tickets, you'd have to be a season ticket holder for the away team and get tickets to go to each away game. And it's crazy, but they would always fill up too. And I always remember the gut-wrenching feeling when the other team scored and you heard the quiet but mighty cheering of the away section and it was just so annoying, but I had to give it to them. They made their fair share of noise, but it was nothing compared to at home at Emirates Stadium when Arsenal scored and everyone went nuts, including me. And and win or, lo uh, win or lose, you know, every game and every goal is just amazing. And, you know, going to these games is some for some a once in a lifetime experience but for many just an awesome consistent experience that is the highlight of their week every week if they go to lots of games and um and the talent of english footballers are just immaculate it's it's a beautiful sport and it's a beautiful event to go um go to see